Oh, Marty. That's Marty. too cold. Marty, gotta go back to the future. It's too cold. <laughs> We've gotta go back to the summer. <laughs> it sounds like they're just opening a new Back to the Future themed water slide. <laughs> Gee, Doc, I don't know. Think about it, Marty. It'll have uh, uh, slides and a water. <laughs> And you'll get on the slides, and you'll have hoverboards, and uh, and you can wow. drink all the Pepsi you want. Uh, we don't have the uh, Pepsi license. Mm. RC Cola for everyone. It's the same thing. Royal Crown. Royal Crown. But not the Jerry stuff, because the Jerry stuff's really hard to come by. It exists, but not where we're going. Back to the summer. <laughs> Pop saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty live, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop sock. The term MMORPG, which stands for Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game, was coined in 1996 by Richard Garriott, a.k.a. Lord British, to describe Ultima Online. However, that was far from the first example of the genre, preceded by games like Meridian 59, the first 3D MMORPG, and Sierra's Realm Online. The genre can trace its roots all the way back to 1985, with games such as LucasArts Habitat and Islands of Kesmai, which cost $12 an hour to experience at the time. As you might have guessed, today we're talking MMORPGs, our favorites and why we love them so dang much. I'm Forrest, and I am joined as always by real life power leveler, power leveler, John. Are you ready to ding today, John? I mean, yeah, but when you say it out loud, it seems real silly. Jeez. Oh, there you go. Your... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Holy heart failure. <laughs> uh, that was, was not good. Not expecting that. Not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That. Uh, sorry to you. Sorry to everyone listening at home. Um, that was the terrible sound from EverQuest. When you level up, and I am under the impression, although I don't know this for sure, and I haven't looked up anything to back it up, but I'm under the impression that that's where the term "ding" comes from. I mean, I could believe it. I don't think you'd need to do much to convince me. Just thinking in terms of uh, the popularity of EverQuest and what it's done for the genre, just in general. Uh, yeah. yeah so sense. I don't know. Like if it was if it, it existed before that, but I remember when I played EverQuest and you would level up, it would create. I think I'm 
almost positive that sound would be... I don't know if it was just for you or if everyone could he hear it, um, but people would always con congratulate you for dinging. And that sound, apparently, to some, is a ding. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not, but uh, no. good on you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's like a weird bong. It is um, like, um, it's like a symbol fell down the stairs. Yeah, and someone just said, uh, fuck it, it's good enough. <laughs> it's in the <laughs> You've leveled up, that's a celebration, if you say so. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Can, can you can you play it again? What does it mean? Can you play it again? Uh, if you insist. Yeah, no, that's all sorts of wrong. <laughs> it's like a it's like a symbol that fell down the stairs and hit a didgeridoo. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's the death knell of some in, uh, musical instrument we do not know. That it's like some <laughs> some impossible, <laughs> unknowable geometric instrument from uh, you know a, a space beyond time. Yeah, well, well, what's it called? It it's called a uh, no you, you can't say it or you'll go mad yeah exactly you know it's like you know summoning cthulhu or something right just it's got a lot of consonants and uh apostrophes and uh stuff but <laughs> yeah just be careful clearing your throat that's all we can say <laughs> you don't want to summon this terrible everquest ding instrument <laughs> It's not even like, you know. Scrog! <laughs> you know, it's not even like. Well. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, shit. I think, I think EverQuest can go sue somebody. Yeah, I think... you, better, you better open up them pocketbooks, Nolan. <laughs> Better have that that tenant check ready. EverQuest, yeah. uh, EverQuest is coming for you. Yeah, they're coming for you. All right. Well, yeah, MMO is crazy, right? Weird, um, weird subject, but we cannot deny their place in pop culture. Absolutely, and uh, I think we're both people who have played a fair amount. Uh, as I was going through. And trying to remember the ones that are my favorite or maybe were the most important to me personally, I realized that I have played over 20, maybe close to 30 MMOs. I mean, not everyone, you know, to the level cap or, or super seriously, but um, man, I have played a lot. Yeah, uh, ditto. Though how I got into them was uh, way different. I, I didn't start at EverQuest. Um, I had friends who played EverQuest. But I was like, no, nah, this this ain't for me, dog. This ain't for me. And uh, I got in. I got started with uh, Galaxies. Ooh, what a great uh, what a great entry point um, uh, into MMOs, really. Yeah, but yeah, just kind of going through the list you sent of uh, you know stuff that you're just like, yeah, here's some things. I was just going like, yeah, yeah, played all of those. And then yeah. some. Like, oh. there's some weird ones in here, too, that I remembered. I played Motor City Online from EA. Do you remember that one? I remember that one, but I did not play it. 
yeah, I mean, there was like it, there wasn't too much to it, um, but the idea of sort of like an online r- racing game was very appealing. But I don't even I don't even know how long that game lasted. Not like very long. I mean, that's that's kind of like the uh, the the curse of an MMO costs so much to develop that if you don't get your money back soon enough, it's really hard to keep it going. They're kind of like the the long con of a lot of, uh, you know, games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they definitely need uh, a lot of users and uh, a lot of monetization to make up for the amount of, uh, you know, time and, and money it takes to actually develop them. Um, but, you know, I... It's weird because they're... Even starting with EverQuest isn't really starting you know at the start uh i played a little ultima online which is by no means the very first mmo as i mentioned in the intro um but is one of the the earliest ones and i played at a friend's house who had a private server that he would change the rules on and so you know he would basically act as the game master and be um you know, uh, spawning different uh, monsters or whatever that you would it would normally take hours and hours to to see, let alone battle. But you know, when you run the server, you can do whatever you want. But I didn't really play it in any real way. So you got started in uh, EverQuest. Yeah, and that was like three years after the inception of uh, of Ultima Online. Um, because that came out in, in, in 99, but it's one of those things where I wish I had played Ultima Online. Obviously, there was, like, there were logistical hurdles in terms of, like, the power of the computer that my family had, or actually how co- how much it cost to get online at the time, um, and, you know, how it tied up the, the phone lines of your house and everything. But, um... That game, Ultima Online, is is one I hear stories about that I was like, oh man, I wish I, I wish I had that experience as well. Yeah, I only hear of it lovingly, uh, talk lovingly by people who like grew up with computers, and that definitely was not me. Um, you know, I shit, I just he told you one of the vacation spots I went to was Fresno, so <laughs> yeah. you know, well. Like the- <laughs> You know, it's like we didn't have that much money, so um, uh, a computer was something that I never thought about, but we had, you know, consoles, so that's how I played most of my games at home, and so, like, I would see Ultima Online and, like, you know, EGM and stuff like that, but had no concept, and kind of like, to your point, like, well, even if I had a computer, probably wouldn't be able to play it, because those graphics are sick, yeah, all those. Yeah, uh, Ultima Online was a was a isometric sort of uh, you know three quarter view top down sprite based um, a game. Just in case anybody out there is not familiar, which I don't think is as I mean I think in our demo most people are at least tangentially familiar, but. Um, I don't oh, think it's our, a, a stretch to, to think that maybe some people haven't heard about it. Oh, our demographic, in some cases, people actually lived in the Ultima Online world. 
Just kidding, folks. Da 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 da. You're close to death. That's the wrong one. Where the fuck's the drum? <laughs> Rimshot. God damn it. Why do I have two? Why do I have two buttons that got drummers on? I'll ruin that one. I'm not editing it out. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that that uh yeah, that all that that's gold. That all stays in. Um but uh yeah, it's a it's just one of those games where I wish I I, I wish I had, had been there when um when when the creator um Richard Garriott took his 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 own personal character into the uh, into the game as Lord British, the ruler of the land, and was summarily executed by <laughs> a very well coordinated attack by the players in one of the more uh, famous um, sort of uh, developer and player interactions in the MMO sphere. That was the first and last time. Yep. <laughs> they had to change the code uh, after that because somebody found a way to exploit it which is a you know it actually speaks a lot to the game that it allowed that sort of uh um world defining moment to uh to happen oh for sure the level of flexibility um and like you said even allowing for private servers and stuff like that's huge it's definitely not a concept you'll get with uh most modern mmos i mean i guess you can consider like Conan Exiles and Ark technically MMOs. I think when we're talking about the standards of these older games, I think absolutely. Um, th- those definitely fall into that category. Um, but uh, yeah, it is a it's a really interesting genre because um, I think it's one of those uh, one of those really. I mean, it's so huge now, but even, you know, back when we were younger and playing on the NES or um, the Genesis, it didn't exist uh, up until the, the mid-90s. No, true. Like I said, all my all my friends were the ones that had computers, so that's how I got to see, like, you know, Doom 2 and Unreal Tournament and, you know, and then eventually EverQuest, which just, like, took over... Uh, their household was like, yeah, come here, just sit. And then just sit and watch these guys run around, you know, this vast field while, you know, running around looking for shit to fight, not understanding anything they were saying. And I was just going, okay, wow, this looks cool. Want to play, like, you know, like some wrestling or something? No, no, (laughs) no, no, no. We're, we're, We're traveling to the world of wherever EverQuest was and um Norath yeah I yeah alright whatever Norath uh here here we'll get a bed too as as they're traveling around and they're doing all this stuff looking around and shit been dying and then having to run back to their body no someone yep. can steal their shit and he's like why would you want to play this I just remember <laughs> I would watch them for hours but yeah like it just came down to not having a computer so I just uh, already kind of wrote it off um 
like I said, I didn't get started to uh, Galaxies. And Galaxies was because all my friends were like, I'd be, we'd go out to like, hey, let's go, let's go hang out, go watch a movie, have lunch, and all they talked about was playing Galaxies. Dude, it was so cool when you did that, and John, you really need to play. And I was like, well, I don't have a computer, so I'm not playing it. And um, little did I know, they like all went behind my back and specked out a computer for me, like a three hundred dollar computer, and they're like, okay, we'll build you one. You gotta play it. Um, so they built that's me a awesome. computer. What, and, a, uh, what a great story. That's so wholesome. Yeah. So it was just, they built me this $300 computer. I remember the case was like 11 bucks and it felt like $11 case. Cause that, that thing just felt like they bent a bunch of aluminum and, uh, didn't bother the burr off the edges and shit. But you know, I got a, I got a internet connection through i think it's still pack bell at the fucking time and uh yeah hooked it up and fired up you know galaxies and i'm like yeah you know going oh whoa holy shit you know i've been doing the character creator and stuff like and like this theme right here which you know they get the cheat they get to use the star wars theme Still gives me goosebumps thinking about firing this game up. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, just, like, just playing for fucking hours on, you know, like, on end. Just, just, just running around that world was really, like, opened my eyes to, like, computer gaming. Like, if they didn't do that, I'd probably still be a console gamer. And, like, that, that's what taught me how to uh fix computers taught me how to make computers and um shit use a keyboard you know like and play and play on a keyboard which was like oh dude you should have saw me that must have been like when like a, a baby zebra is first born trying to walk around <laughs> going, clack, clack, like, they're wobbly, like you walk wobbly. with you walk with the W, A, S, and D keys. I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? What sorcery is this? And, <laughs> you know, then eventually I'm all like, okay, so this is the macro I have set up for my little combo roll into, uh, you know, rocket pistol move that I got. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like, this is the one that turns my costume, my the outfit I'm wearing from the flight suit, which was black and blue to my suit that's best for the rain it has a hat you see so it protects me from the that's that's like what half my fucking bags were filled with were just outfit changes that's awesome yeah you know i think galaxies star wars galaxies was one of those games that sort of uh lent itself to that sort of um i would say uh in-depth minutiae um you know like having the right outfit for the right situation felt appropriate in a game that that, that was that sort of wide open well it, it definitely but also it wasn't even just it wasn't even just for combat purposes it, they were literally it was like oh i'm because you know my friends and i we didn't go empire we went rebels and we were on um naboo because we're like, yeah, Naboo's the, the, the cool planet. Let's go to Naboo. <laughs> we're Nabooians. Yeah, this is so cool. And so we're, you know, like just off of, you know, feed. And, um, you know, like if we were around like the, 
the uh, shuttle thing, that's when I'd put on my flight suit. And so I'd be walking around like, yeah. But then it's like, oh, I'm about to get in the shit. That's when I put on my combat outfit. And then I was like, like I said, if it's raining, let me put on my long coat and hat so I'm protected from the L. And I would do this even if I was just uh, dealing with shit on my own. Like this was, I was like, oh, it's raining. Do, 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 do. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm ready for the rain. And I would do this shit constantly. And, um, but, you know, so many battles and, you know, made a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of friends because there's no one really I play with on that except with people I know. But, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of stories from that. And I knew I was hooked in the genre after you know when that came out yeah sure so not only is this one of your favorite mmos of all time i'm just going to go ahead and assume yeah um but also it's responsible for getting you your first computer and into pc gaming in general yeah it's a, wow. it's a it's a big deal Sort of, it's, it's sort of a big deal. I, I when we were talking about <laughs> doing like this episode, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck, Galaxies uh, kicked me kicked me down a road that I was never imagined being down." Because like I said, that's incredible. Yeah. Did you do you remember your main character on that game? Of course, of course. Oh my god! So. Um, one of my favorite looks from Return of the Jedi was Princess Leia's uh, bounty hunter outfit, Boosh. Right? The one that she wore. And that's what I wanted to I think play. Is it? Biao. I always just it, call, I always said Boosh. I know it's not <laughs> Boosh, but I always said Boosh. You know what? Let's just go for that. Please continue. Yeah, it's probably like Bausch or Bausch or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. It was Boosh for me. I just... I, I loved the, because it was a, not a Zabrat, oh, God, I'm, I'm trying to think of the species that was supposed to be, you know, the Yato, Yato, and that's what I wanted to play as. They didn't have that, but they had Zabrak, and I was like, well, everyone's going to be Darth Maul, so I said, fuck that, I'm going to give myself the skull face, but have, like, the horns in the shape of a mohawk, and, uh, and one of the characters I would make in the West End, um, Star Wars games was he, he was one, but he was foosh, like the sound <laughs> that a, a a speeder would make. <laughs> That's the uh, that was the big thing. But he but he was spelt P H O U S S H. So foosh. Awesome. So he is the one I made, and like he he is he is the I didn't make any other characters. He was the one that I played, and um, originally. Uh, I didn't know what to focus on. Um, I didn't want to be a bounty hunter because my friend Dare was going to be the like the team's bounty hunter, and figured it's like I don't want to do that. He, if he's going to do it, that that's you know Boba Fett's his boy, all that stuff. So let me just stay away from that. But I made Foosh, and I focused on making him a commando because I like the rocket pistols and the f the idea of a flamethrower in Star Wars tickled me to death. <laughs> So it's yeah. like, geez, that's just brutal. But yeah, like we had, uh, you know, like our homes. I had a couple homes at a fat house because uh, 
a friend of mine, Dan, learned how to do macros. Oh, um, with the furniture placement before they put all the tools in place. So like he would mm-hmm. go stand on a stairwell at the height that you wanted something. And then he would, he would interior decorate your home. <laughs> type of shit. So you'd, <laughs> you'd be fantastic. Like, I was like, I need this stuff. So yeah. So I was like this commando who, um, you know, well, fancied himself a little bit of a badass that would, you know, hire himself out for certain jobs. And, um, like whenever I'll put it like this, whenever like the Empire decided to come to feed the fuck around and like they they were hardcore, so you'd be playing all of a sudden they'd release like an ATST. But uh my friend Noah and I were both commandos and what we would do is we would travel to the different planets we heard where people made like the best weapons and that this was the best fucking thing and this feeling does not exist in modern MMOs anymore. Where you could just, like, I'm going to go travel to this dude's workshop that's, like, in Dantooine, hella far up in the corner, because I hear he makes the best rockets. So we would travel up there, take a look, like, hey, these are good rockets. Grab a bunch of them. So then when someone would throw out an ATST, we'd just pop out our rockets and fucking destroy that thing real quick. They'd be like, fuck, that was my ATST. Because they had to hold up and save and do all this shit. we were like, blowing their shit up. So we were like, you know, I was mischief dude. But yeah, Foosh was my boy. And... Oh, I loved it. I remember when we got mounts, run it, riding around on a fucking uh, cat, I think, I ended up getting. Because for some strange reason, like, hey, Star Wars, you don't get fucking speeders yet. No, no. Here's Land a big animals. old cat. And you're like, all right, this is something. To, you know, like his his very end. I, I can even tell you the last time I signed off and what I did. And it What was, did you do? So... All my friends were stopping the play. I think it was after they released the, you can become a Jedi, you just need to find six holocrons. The holocrons will tell you what you need the master, and then you need the master that. Which was just kind of like, cool and painful all at the same time. Because, you know, you work so hard on your character, the last thing you want to do is, for me, was to start over. I just wanted to keep improving in other areas. So, like, what I did when everyone was logging off or just starting to just shift to thinking of other games or whatever, I kept my original character's outfit. I never got rid of it. I put it on. I went to uh, Theed, because we were, like, in Moenia or whatever. I went to Theed, and... Like, I ran across newbies there, and I just gave them, like, 100,000 credits a pop. Like, because I had about, like, 3 million or something at that point, and I just gave away all my money, and then went back to my home, sat on my bed in my original outfit, and then I just logged off, and that was it. I never went back. (laughs) Never to return again, and that is... That is wow. Uh, that's very cinematic end to uh, to a Star Wars uh, game character. Well, I mean, he was he it that like I said, it was a whole new world. <laughs> pace I never knew. And this is when Disney starts knocking on my door. <laughs> DMCAs. Um, yeah, it was so new. Like, and to have that. Um, 
you know, kind of like go away was to see the true ebb and flow of an MMO. When people start losing interest or enough people leave, it's harder to have that general amount of fun. So that's true. You know, it was like there was no one there for me. Everyone was just kind of like, oh, I'm done with this. This is boring or whatever. They all bombed off. And so I said, well, I'm not coming back to this and better to leave it like that because I didn't even think about going back to it. I was just like, okay, well, it's it's done with. And then that was it. Set my sights on other MMOs. Yeah, that is a... that is just like a very um, a very tidy uh, sort of ending to your to your quest. You know, Star Wars Galaxies is one of those games that um, was a little bit ahead of its time. Um, they resi- they relied on procedural generation a lot, um, so they could make a lot of like land and different quests, and um, they didn't have to you know spend so many years uh, individually designing each of the planets and stuff like that. Um, but there was a couple things going against it. You know, it 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 no longer is uh, running, obviously. Um, which is something that we we actually can't say for a ton of things on the uh, on our uh, lists today. A lot of these other games are still going strong, but you know this one had a couple of things going against it. Uh, number one, like a lot of the game was extremely hardcore, and um, that you know that uh, besides its, its 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 license would definitely attract a lot of people, but the hardcoreness of the game sort of i think turned some people off and uh world of warcraft the the titan of uh of mmos to this point i i think still um came out merely a year later so they faced some incredible competition oh indeed indeed um that that was the thing though, right? Like I didn't have a basis for difficulty with this because this was my first foray. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely playing like you know vanilla World of Warcraft, you better believe. I mean, I rushed out to Comp USA. Remember those? Yep. Um, I took the day. I had the, either I had the day off or I took the day off, and. I rushed out. I bought my copy. I bought my friend Dare's copy because he was at work. I said, I'll buy you one. And I literally I bought two, went to his house. I pushed it through the fucking uh, mail flap, <laughs> the <laughs> box, went home, installed, started up uh, Foosh again as a, <laughs> as a hunter, as a dwarf hunter, because that was the only one that had a mohawk. And yeah, that was a completely, you know, different experience. I would say very far from hardcore, though people probably playing WoW now would think that vanilla WoW is hardcore. Yeah, exactly. It it certainly it felt like a sea change in the in terms of, you know, how you interacted with the world, the richness and sort of handcrafted nature of the world. Um, and, uh, you know, the interface was very slick, but also very familiar. If you were into, uh, Warcraft three, which I was huge into Warcraft three before wow came out, um, world of Warcraft and, uh, just the sort of 
the heady burst of nostalgia you would get going into that game if you were a fan of the uh, the Warcraft uh, strategy games up until that point was incredible. Being able to sort of shrink down finally to, to a, the size of a single unit and live in the world that you had spent so much time playing some of the best uh, real-time strategy games of all time in, um, mm-hmm. I think, was, uh, was just a huge... Um, uh, you know, mark in its favor. I will say though that Warcraft still owes a lot to games like EverQuest in terms of um, the the types of you know classes um, and the way that the world is structured more like a theme park um, rather than sort of a, a wide open. Um, a, a wide open sort of uh, uh, untouched world that the player can, you know, start residences in and towns um, like Star Wars Galaxies. So it definitely was an evolution of stuff like EverQuest and Asheron's Call, but it put it together in a polished, accessible package that, you know, you didn't need to be. Um, so interested in old school computer games to to start it up and, and have fun with it. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's it definitely is a you know, it's a different beast that does own its lot to, you know, it's kind of its forefathers and it, you know, kind of deployed the blizzard code, which is take something if they didn't create it, then take something that exists and make it better and Mm -hmm. or definitely more accessible because to your point galaxies was very much a community or server driven type of game the economy was completely predicated by the people playing you set the prices you created your shops you created your own identities like you know, I knew people who were nothing but entertainers, and that's what they did. And literally, they would come in, do a set at the, you know, the cantina, and then bomb off. Or they'd even do a tour, you know, where they'd go to different cantinas and stuff like that. With Star Wars Galaxies, that is a game where I think it's closer in some ways to how you have to approach a game like Minecraft, which is to say that the fun that you can have in that game is sort of predicated on your investment in um, making fun for yourself. Um, Be that how you choose to level up your skills. Like you said, you could be just totally focused on trade skills and you could be making clothes or harvesting resources to sell to the people who make goods or... Yeah, you could literally just find your cantina and be an entertainer because players could come in, sit, listen to you, do your entertaining, and receive a buff or other beneficial um, aspects to the skills that you were using. And so it really created a you know su- supply and demand chain. And you got to live in that world. Whereas... With Warcraft or World of Warcraft, you get to experience the world, which is fundamentally different. Yeah, but still, definitely, you know, definitely a lot of fun. Um, 
you know, even with the headaches of, I don't know, like in my instance, I played a hunter and, you know, we lost a bag slot and pets were, you know, stupid because their pathing was terrible. So like if you went in a dungeon, you could never really use your pet because it would get you killed or get the, you know, the whole group wiped because your cat or wolf or whatever you had decided to jump off the side of a the cliff and start attacking everything at the bottom and then run back up. Uh, but even having those problems, Warcraft was, you know, uh, I don't want to say revolutionary, but it, I mean, it set the, the template for a shit ton of MMOs after it. And like, I think now they're starting to, they've been starting to break that mold more and more, but a lot of the things that people experience it's it's almost transferable you could go from one mmo to another to another and if you played world of warcraft you kind of have a basic understanding how to play those other ones yeah to that point um i think that prop i mean i think 100 percent due to the success and popularity of of the way that sort of uh that wow was structured and how is it presented how it presented itself to the uh player um it influenced it's its influence i think is only now starting to wane um it's insane how long mmos sort of kind of became strictly uh, started strictly adhering to this the formula that was sort of the blueprint that was laid by world of warcraft um pretty much every mmo that followed for over a decade more um sort of stuck to that uh formula which was unfortunate because i think if you look back at something like star wars galaxies now um you see a game there that offers a level of sort of uh, player investment and an immersion that you don't get a lot. Obviously, there are uh, exceptions to that. I think uh, Eve Online is a game that I personally have I've played, but I could never really get into. Um, but it has that idea of the player owns part, players, players organizations own sections of the game. And they, you know, run the economy and they, and they truly, you are, you know, invested in that world in a way that, uh, your experiences sort of shape how other players, uh, experience it. So, you know, with those aside though, the vast majority of them, to your point, have, uh, have sort of been inspired by, uh, wow. I mean, it's easy to see so, you know, like they were so popular. I mean, still popular. I mean, I forget how many active users they had at one point, but I mean, it was in double digit millions and that's insane. So it's just like they were making, you know, you know, money over, you know, money over, what's the saying? Hand over fist. Hand over fist. Thank you. I was going to go money over fist. That ain't right. (laughs) They're making money right over the fists. That's how it goes, right? 
Yeah, it's like, why why am I missing this colloquialism anyway? (laughs) And then know that word. See, problems. They were making so much money that it was just, everyone was going, yeah, well, we just need to fast follow this. We need to do it. But then really realizing that you couldn't fast follow this. And it takes years to make kind of what they made. And, you know, you would see it. Like for certain games, you know, you'd get World of Warcraft. In other games, you'd get like Warhammer Online. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's nuts is that uh, the same year that World of Warcraft came out, um, and, uh, you know, I had gone from uh, EverQuest to Asheron's Call to Asheron's Call maybe two at this time. You know, I don't actually remember when Asheron's Call 2 came out. I was very disappointed by that game. Story for another day. Um... But uh, the same year that WoW was released, EverQuest 2 came out, and boy was it a misstep. It is, I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there that that is their favorite game. If that is your favorite game, that's awesome. I was never able to get into it myself. Uh, I First, I didn't have the kind of computer that would be able to run it, because it had unlike uh, World of Warcraft that sort of focused on, on a fun experience regardless of your uh, the power of the machine you were playing it on. You know, EverQuest 2 went from, you know, one of the the most popular 3D MMOs to this, like, highly inaccess- inaccessible, like, super graphically intensive, but not, like, well-done art. It was, like, expensive, but... Like, the the shaders were kind of plain, and the whole thing, like, you didn't feel like it carried over the spirit, or at least I didn't feel like it came, carried over the spirit of the original EverQuest. And to have this, like, thing that was clearly based on EverQuest in WoW be so successful, and then, like, have the sequel to the, the to that sort of one of the, uh, the original addictive... Like everyone was talking about games come out to to be sort of like a dud in in some ways was uh, a really well it was just interesting and weird. Well, that felt like that change was partly because uh, to WoW's credit, right? They used their stylized approach, so the characters were a little bit more cart. I don't want to say cartoony, but they definitely had their own stylized appeal where they weren't as realistic, but almost felt like that was kind of what EverQuest 2 was banking on was like, look at how, you know, more mature our stuff looks and see, it's not a kiddie MMO like you're playing right now, but in instance, it just looked very flat and bland. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it was weirdly instantly dated uh, in a, in the graphics department, and uh, yeah, that was just that was hugely disappointing to me. But um, it's it's kind of interesting to think the massive impact that Warcraft Three has had on the industry. Not only did it spawn what I think you could argue fairly successfully is the one of the most successful MMOs of all time, if not the most successful um but also things like dota 2 and league of legends all would not exist were it not for warcraft 3 so that's a i don't know it's an interesting 
um, sort of uh, birthplace of, of much of what has become modern uh, gaming. I mean, to their credit, uh, Blizzard typically knows how to knows how to play baseball better than most. So when they want to hit something out of the park, give them enough time and they can do it. And, you know, fortunately for them, they usually have the luxury of doing that. Um, in certain cases, maybe not as much time as they would like to work on stuff. But, you know, in WoW's case or just Blizzard's case, that stylized approach just lends itself to last longer. I mean, look how long it took them to finally update their models. Yeah, was that like uh, almost 13 years? Maybe less, maybe more, but around there, at least a decade. Yeah, and I mean, like, and look, you play WoW now, and, you know, they definitely have changed a lot of things, but, like, the controls to me feel very antiquated compared to modern MMOs. Like, there isn't a level of freedom that I'm kind of used to, again, to playing, like, a Black Desert Online or... Um, you know, like Blade and Soul, or any of those kind of action MMO RPGs. It's very yeah. You know, stand your ground, push a button, push the next button, push the other button, rinse and repeat. You know. And yeah, it's a it's a fun graphical overlay to what are essentially just dice rolls happening in the uh, in the background. Your yeah. positioning, you, the way that your character swings its sword or casts a spell, um, you know, that, that has no real bearing on whether or not it will hit your target. It's just all dice rolls behind the scenes. Yeah, crazy. So you mentioned uh, Warhammer online. That's some. That's one we both played, but I get the distinct impression that it was a little bit bigger to you than it was to me. So cool. Don't get me wrong, I, I, I like this game. But I did uh, here here, hold on, hold on, just for everyone to feel alright. No, that's not right. the remix. That was the <laughs> Warcraft one. <laughs> just so I play both. Uh yeah, I you know, after kind of with WoW, I had a falling out. It just felt like they kept um like playing a hunter was not fun. Um, because the, it, it always felt like the world was against me. I would make other mains, but like, it just felt like the cost of being a hunter was too much. Like, like literally had to do more work to deal out any damage to feel like I was accomplishing anything. There was a, like a in-game cost because literally could not carry an extra bag, which meant that I had to like you know, like go to towns sooner <laughs> to sell off Ooh. stuff. Like it, you know, it was just like, you know, I couldn't go out, fill up my bags full of loot, then go, you know, dump them off. And then, and if I ran out of bullets, I'd have to go, you know, put more bullets. And guess what I had to keep in my bags? Emergency bullets. I was just like, I don't need this. Like, th so, <laughs> so, and, uh, PVP was kind of, uh, was one of my, uh, points of fun that I would play and I was just kind of getting bored with it so when Warhammer Online was coming out and like you know you're, you're seeing all the uh, people like yeah this game 
we're going to have real PVP. This is going to be world PVP, man. This is going to be badass in it. And I was watching all this stuff, and then I could see, like, the Marauder. And I was like, oh, man, Marauders are so dope. Like, being, like, this mutant fucking dude who turned his arm to, like, a crab claw and knock the shit out of people. This is the game for me. And then I quickly realized when I was playing Warhammer Online, I, which I loved, that my Marauder sucked. Um, (laughs) his damage sucked his best his knockback was probably like the one of the better knockbacks but everything about him again required so much work i fucking hard pivoted and switched over to you know the good guys and i played an iron breaker and and i played my elf and i remember like a little ranger and i remember people were would be like I we'd be doing PvP matches and shit. And people would be you know bad guys be right. Who the fuck is this elf? You know like because I'd be running mm-hmm. shooting him in the face and then my friend Harry was just like, dude, you moved like a John Woo movie out there. You were fucking <laughs> slipping and sliding, and shooting and jumping back and doing stuff. And I was like, yeah, so cool. And then you know I had so much fun because the PvP was so much fun. Like the 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 quests themselves were eh, whatever. But like they they were your standard fare. I was used to it at this point. But the fact that I could uh, customize my character by coloring uh, outfit pieces and you know it had a uh, kind of had a little bit more of that touch to it than Wow did. Wow was very much you found what you found, and you either looked like you know you were a a gleeman, you know, a clown, or you know maybe you were lucky and you found pieces that all matched and looked badass, but you you had no agency over that. Or Warhammer Online, you could you know, hey, you might not like this orange colored thing, but if you had access to a black dye or something, you could dye that shit up, and that was a huge like boost for me in playing it but the same problem with wow where like i didn't want to play my hunter anymore was the same reason that got me out of warhammer online they literally just kept nerfing every class that i would play nerfed my iron breakers (laughs) it seems almost intentional almost like they're like "Mm, oh john john john's here huh well, we're going to let him play this class for like a week and a half, feel real invested, and just fucking pull the rug. And that <laughs> just kept happening. So I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm done with this game, too. And, uh, Nerf it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. After, I mean, after a while, a lot of my, like, playing MMOs and I'd pick a class, would either they would just suck right out the gate, or um, be too good, and I knew they were going to get nerfed. After a while, I would go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I got close to something, I was like, mm, "Let me stop." But the other thing is, a lot of my, you know, a lot of my friends would stop playing MMOs, or they would play for like a couple weeks and then just be done with it. And I was just like, "Well, I don't like m- meeting new people," so. <laughs> isn't that fascinating i have the same sort of problem with mmos like i i love the fact that they are social i love the fact that you see a lot of real players like running around and doing stuff in the world but i don't want to meet any of them none none And and no offense to any of those people i would be great 
if I could play an MMORPG single player, and I would be 100% fine with that. Just knowing you're in the world is enough for me. But the minute I need to involve those people as well, like, eh, 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 I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was, I had a similar experience with Warhammer Online in that I uh, followed it a lot um, when it was in development. I was really obsessed with the concept art. It looked really beautiful. I was yeah. obsessed with the um, miniatures, especially the 40k ones, but I love the uh, fantasy miniatures as well. And um, I have to say that was one of my first initial disappointments with a game, especially on the good guys or the yeah the, the quote unquote the the good guys side was like the humans, the elves. They just didn't have that like sort of squat ugliness of the of the um the miniatures and i really miss that uh it's what led me to play like dwarves and goblins in, in that game because they reminded me of the the miniatures a lot more especially the orcs uh really felt like the design from the the, the warhammer mini uh, fantasy miniatures um but the pvp instances those little arenas and stuff were just a blast as an mmo it was it felt like too small and not crunchy enough systems wise for me but um the the pvp at the time was unmatched i don't think it's still been matched in playing other mmos it yeah. doesn't it doesn't have like that movement, even like Guild Wars stuff, doesn't feel the same. Like the world PvP feels kind of meh. This was like, yeah, we are sieging this castle. Put up your ballistas, fire, you know. And then that was my favorite part playing that Marauder was running out and punching people's like ballistas to death. Where, mm -hmm. <laughs> like they wouldn't see me coming, I'd run up to the side, and be like, ah, <laughs> smash their <laughs> thing and run away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that just cost you like a couple gold fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think my my highest level character was a black orc i believe that's what they're called yeah i think i um yeah i never played a black orc it was fun because in PvP you could uh, you could they had like a lot of knockback skills. So I would just go to the that one lava level and yeah. just try to knock people into the lava. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the best time. I mean, literally that that was that whole level it was really meant for you to get to the top and just start baseball knocking people off, Bink! and just knock <laughs> them all in the back. And I was like, yeah, I did something. But then they'd run back up and just beat me in the head and be like, oh no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, die instantly and uh that game eventually shut down um they tried to morph the just the multiplayer sort of arena battle components into more of a of um a different kind of uh game but um they added like a cell shaded art style to the to the existing art and uh it just never caught on no. So that actually leads us to speaking of 
speaking of MMOs that never caught on, you um, were, uh, this is something I also played, but wasn't into as much, I think, as you were, but uh, Matrix Online. Can you believe it? That movie was so big, they had a whole MMO made around that world. This is the best part, people. Mm-hmm. This is it. Alright, that was it. That was the best part of the whole game. <laughs> yeah. No, no. This one was... I just put it on there as more like... The premise was interesting. As in, like, you could pick a side. You're either with the, the computer, the AI, you know, the architect. Or you were with, like, the resistance... You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, and the the main appeal was the combat was the fact that you could learn different like, uh, like martial art moves, and the the it fought differently. It wasn't fantasy, and it wasn't quite superhero either. And uh, you know, but the first thing you had to make a choice was like, wh- who do you pick? And so obviously, I went with the uh, bad guys. Because I was like, I'll eat digital steak. I don't need to. <laughs> I, I, I saw the movie. I don't eat that slush. I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, I don't eat that fake baby food. I'm not RoboCop. <laughs> so I did that. And that game, oh, my God. Uh, you know, and the, the customization was there. Right? Because a lot of Matrix is about visually looking cool and badass. You know, it's like, yes, I could have like a. Yeah, playing like a fedora, you know, different outfits, and none of that was enough to keep me in that game. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, the the loot drops you got for like cosmetics because this is not a fantasy game, and so this is a game that takes place, quote unquote, in present day, or at least in the Matrix is present day. Um, a lot of those clothing things, you were like, what is this? I don't. I've never seen any important character dressed like a, a flipping goofball. Like my, I would be like, oh, silver pants, a uh, alligator print shirt, and uh, you know, a blue fedora. Great. I look just like Neo. <laughs> <laughs> just like him. Just like him. Yeah, me and Morpheus, we're tight. That's, like, that's you couldn't find a stitch of black leather in that game. It was just like, you dress up like somebody who the Goodwill threw up on. Yeah. Like, you found a bag of clothes at the side of the road and thought it was a good idea to put on whatever was in there. Yeah. And the yeah. the promise of the combat system, like you're talking about, was there. The promise was there. The execution was hilarious. <laughs> because yeah, it, was it was so more bad. like... It was like rock, paper, scissors, sort of. You would... You would pick a, a move, whether it be a kick or a sh- shooting with a gun or whatever, and then your opponent would pick a move, and they would both sort of like match up against each other. It would determine which was the move that would be played, and then your character would, would play the animation. And it, this was to create a more cinematic fighting style, right? So it... So that all the moves would sort of like, you know, the your punches would be blocked and you would flip out of the way of the the bullets if you if you dodged. 
these are the, the the sort of cinematic thing they were trying for, but in reality, it was like it was like two people who don't want to be fighting on the schoolyard, like <laughs> like posturing towards each other that they're real tough and they want to fight. That's what it always reminded me of. Yeah, it almost felt like you should have just had your friends or like an NPC or something each on each side just hold you back from each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, hey, don't start that fight. Don't start fighting. He's not worth it. He's not worth it. Because like it you was... jump into their arms and like make them fo- hold you back. Yeah. Like, hold me back, man. Hold, hold me back. back. Hold, me, hold me back. Don't give me this fight. Don't give me this fight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Matrix. Oh. But the promise was there, right? The... Because... The events in that game are canon mm-hmm. in terms of the story. They were they were written by the Wachowski siblings, and uh, Morpheus dies in the MMO. <laughs> I don't know if they will honor that in the upcoming fourth uh, Matrix film that is that is being created now. But you know, in previous canon Morpheus was killed in the story of matrix online dude picture if that was how they started matrix 4 is just showing like the fucking like the cinematic of just the cutscene the cutscene <laughs> <laughs> with the guy like the fake ass lord's fishburn voice because i don't even think it was him he's all like no neo i am dying now I- you know what I'll have to look it up, but I think Lawrence uh, Fishburne may have done some I think dialogue for it. Yeah, I think a lot of them did. I mean, that was uh, that was also the big thing. Like there, 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 there was so much promise to it that though I am not a fan of any of the Matrix movies, any very, of them. Yeah, not yeah. even the first one. I mean, okay, the first one is better than the other two, but not by much. Yeah, I mean, no. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, when I, mean, I first the, the first I, one is very good, and the the next two are not. I argue that it's very good. Um, you know, much like you saying you'd watch Crystal Skull over, <laughs> uh, you know, Raiders. Or Temple no, of Doom. No, no. Over Excuse Temple me. of Doom. Excuse Crystal Skull me. over Temple of Doom. I'm correcting myself. Do not besmirch me like this, good sir. <laughs> well, you're the one who said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I stand by what I said about uh, Temple of Doom, but uh, okay, Raiders see? I would watch. I would watch oh, before. Oh. <laughs> it no. You made my desk so angry something fell off of it. <laughs> the my ghost bad. of Keanu Reeves is coming for you. No, Morpheus's ghost is in my house. <laughs> no, but no. The uh, the first time I saw Matrix, oh my god, this was the best movie I've ever seen. Second time I saw Matrix, this movie's kind of bullshit. Third time <laughs> I saw Matrix, holy shit, I don't ever need to see this movie again. So, well, there that you is go. Me. Um, and but that didn't stop me from getting Matrix online and saying I'm gonna play the shit out of this, and then barely play anything because it just wasn't like it it just wasn't worth it It wasn't good and i didn't didn't see it for me it wasn't good yeah and i didn't see it getting any better yeah it didn't hold me either yeah you You know know what go ahead 
No, good, good. You sound like you had a transition in mind, and I think we might be thinking of the same game, so go ahead. No, I don't think so. I was just going to throw, I wanted to throw in there real quick, because I don't think this is something that you and I have in common, although correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the games, speaking, I was going to say, of uh, a property that um, sort of, uh, that they created an MMO off of, uh one of the games that I played for just a crazy amount of time was Star Trek Online. Did you ever try that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was there day one. I I went with the Defiant class. Oh, that was the so shit you went that I security wanted. the security yeah. track. Yeah, because I wanted the Defiant. or tactical. Sorry, tactical track. Yeah, whatever it was. I I made a fake Thrawn looking captain because I did like the fact that you could do that in Star Trek Online. If you don't want to use one of their aliens, make your own. So I made a fake Thrawn-looking captain. She was badass. And, yeah, I, I played Star Trek Online. I didn't play it for a crazy amount of time, but I did play it. Yeah, I was I was incredibly invested in this one in the beta and in pre-release. It is the one of the only times in my entire life that I have signed up for a message board and i have actively like um brought up a critique of the art in the game on the message board i went on there and i said uh, well you're the scale of your hallways are uh, very um not honoring the uh visuals of the source material <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> i mean the people making it were you know no one wants to hear that kind of dumb stuff but um, I was obviously like invested in it in a lot, and um, I I played it a lot. I never liked the the ground combat sections, and aside from a couple combat. of the <laughs> that's a good way of saying it. Aside from the couple of the the missions at the start, I didn't really care for um a lot of the they had a lot of sort of like pre-generated missions and um and uh you know the the number of crafted missions wasn't very wasn't very high and it led to a lot of like repetitive combat or sorry content in terms of missions and then also the combat got super repetitive because most missions became like fly to a planet um Fly to a planet, like, fly, uh, or, you know, battle someone, uh, teleport, um, down to the surface, battle someone else, uh, and then your mission is done. <laughs> teleport, you know, transport back to your ship, and turn it in. Uh, it seems like your missions were a lot better than the ones I'd get. It'd be like, fly to a planet, teleport down to the planet. Walk 15 feet on the planet. Turn on an antenna. Mission's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was totally... That was also a lot of... Uh, <laughs> that was also a lot of the missions. I'm not worried about us getting sued for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll be fine. Everyone... I mean, it's good that we're even talking about the, the game. But I have to say, they have taken that game... Uh, I think a year after it was launched, uh, no, two years after after it was launched, it became free to play. So I played it a little bit when it was subscription. I canceled my subscription, 
And then I ended up playing a lot more when it was free to play. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, the way they have supported that game post-launch is incredible. They've added so much, so many, like, really interesting missions where you have to solve puzzles and actually pay attention to the dialogue that people are saying. Um, and they feel very much like watching an episode of TNG or Voyager or whatever, what have you. Um, so I think the game as it, it exists today is still a little bit repetitive. You know, the, the uh, interface is something that I don't really enjoy visually, but um, they've really taken it and made it a much more interesting and faithful Star Trek game. Um, so, yeah, I have, like, I, I'm not playing it currently, but I kind of dip in and out as the years go on, and I have, uh, I think I have uh, at least one character that is uh, level cap. Um, so I've, uh, I've enjoyed that one a bit, but, you know, there it has its uh, share of problems. I stopped um, myself when I got the Defiant. Like when I unlocked right. that one, I was like, I got it. I've won the game. I'm yep. done. Thank you, people. Woo, doo, doo, you know, yep. <laughs> it definitely felt like that when I got to the ship that I wanted. I was like, well, I don't really want uh, any of the other ones that are in this sort of career track. So I guess I'll just, I just want to stop here a little bit. But what was the um what was the MMO that you thought I was going to bring up? Oh, I thought you were going to go with City of Heroes. Yeah, City of Heroes slash City of Villains later. Um, so that one. So did you you play that one fair uh fair amount? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I That's another it. one by Cryptic, the same people who made uh Star Trek Online. Yeah no, I played it a um. I played it a lot, just trying to find my, uh, trying to find the right character for me, and, uh, I, honestly, I'd actually, I'd say I probably played more City of Villains than I did of Heroes, if I had to think back on it, because I think villains, I could make villains that I really wanted to make. Like, I just, I don't know, I just felt like their patterns and stuff worked better for the, the character kind of archetypes I was making. Yeah, I think that that game was always just a real frustrating one for me. I I played a lot of it. I liked it. I liked sort of the... I liked how much they made you work for the cool sort of travel powers. I think my main character had like the jumping one. And... it took a long time for to get like to that point where you feel like you're a superhero and not just a guy who has a slightly bigger bigger vertical leap than the people around you. Yeah. Um I think the thing that really took me out of that game and um was just the immersion of like again, just like Matrix Online, you're in the r- real world and you'll get missions to go to I don't know, like do something at a uh, just some location but regardless of where you went the interior was always like either a sewer a factory or a warehouse like and it they would describe it as all these different things but there were very few bespoke custom interiors and that kind of thing after a while you just sort of start being like okay i see the bones i see the 
I see the, you know, um, the the lattice work behind the facade, and it's sort of it, it takes me out of the experience a little bit. Yeah, I give you. It always seemed weird that you'd be like this big hulking brawler or something, and then you'd run up to this little office door and go. Eep! And then sneak into this building, and all of a sudden you're in it. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's an underground layer, and you're just kind of going, "How the fuck does this work?" Right? You know? I went through an office door, and now I'm in a cave. Yeah, you're like, okay. And then, yeah, like kind of going around, and it. it I don't want to be it like lost its luster it did make you work for a lot of that stuff but yeah those were the moments that would take you away from it and even its spiritual successor and champions online was the same thing yeah oh man i was there day one for champions online for that launch and uh, it it ran at five frames per second it was so crazily unoptimized at least for the rig that you know the the mid to low level rig i was running at the time um and i remember getting that swinging power and trying to swing around and it's just slowing to a crawl and just being (laughs) heartbroken like champions were like pay wings or pro wings (laughs) or something (laughs) because just like you i'm sure like i had played enough of heroes online and villains online to be really jazzed about this new cryptic uh um produced mmo or cryptic developed mmo about superheroes and um man when i first logged in and like those those like ridiculous duck-faced like super simplistic cartoony characters was like you just kind of like uh, you sigh and you wonder what was it that you were going for because you you're trying like obviously with the half tone patterns on the buttons and the panels and like the uh faux comic cover like splash screens and everything it's obvious you were going for something that is meant to make you feel like you're living inside of a comic book, but then these characters look like, I don't know, like, Reboot or something? I I, I know I've been re- inv- invoking Reboot a lot, but, like... Yeah, I think it's like time smooth. for you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> show, me on, show me in the DVD where Reboot hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole... Um... <laughs> um but uh that's how the dvd spins you get it um anyway um but uh yeah i don't know it it, it's actually it's not reboot that is is being um put down here reboot was ahead of its time in terms of the way it looked at the time um these are things that came out much later and you just have to wonder I know that the intention was to make it look like an illustration, but it doesn't. It just looks like a weird duck face little, uh, like, a background character in a Pixar movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's... I mean, the cel-shaded look, I thought, was a good approach. Obviously, it didn't look like any of the source material from the role-playing game book. 
you know, that was that was its main focus too. You know, it's like, well, we got champions. Even though originally this was supposed to be, I think the, the original pitch was for this to be a Marvel MMO. Oh, it um, yeah, it a hundred percent was. Uh, I know right. I have talked to people who have who worked on that game, and and up until pretty late in the game, it was a Marvel game. But you know, for me, it was easy because I knew what my first character was going to be in Champions Online. I was just like, well, I'm making uh, Blade, not Vampire Hunter Blade, but just uh, a, a character I used to play in pen and paper mm-hmm. role playing games. So I was like, Blade, and he wears a helmet, so he'll be fine, right? Because yeah, to your point, like the eyes, everyone's eyes seemed like they bugged out. Their lips seemed weird, and I know <laughs> yeah. that they all had kind of like super heroic proportions but something was terribly off with the hands and feet in that game that (laughs) made every like if you didn't make them look goofier on purpose they still just looked goofy um yes that's a good way of putting it i think you know like if you and that's why like a lot of people i felt like never even bothered to try with their (laughs) they tried something yeah, they're just like, oh, random. And it just looked like this amorphous blob with, like, you know, and they're like, I look cool and I shoot ice out of my face. And it's like, whatever. While I would sit and try to handcraft, like, these heroes and spend my time because I wanted it to work so bad, but it never did. Yeah. If you, uh, a little hot tip for all those who are still somehow listening to this. Um, <laughs> that's a good point this is our this um, is our therapy <laughs> go out there and look up um uh monster factory um the uh, a series put on by the uh the mcelroys a very prolific podcasting uh and media empire at this point um but they did a great um, they do a series called Monster Factory, which is where they they use like uh, very robust character creators to make these horrific creations, and then they play the game with them for a little bit. And they did one for Champions, where they created a character called Knife Dad, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I encourage you to just go check it out. It's very funny, and perhaps therapeutic for people like you and I who have uh, who are still obviously working through our complex emotions about champions online. Yeah, it just easily should have... It should have been a good... Oh my god, Knife Dad looks... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks frightening. <laughs> just, yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah. he has a little knife. Of course he does. Yes. <laughs> you gotta check it out. There's a, it's a two-part video series, and both parts are totally worth checking out, and um, especially if you are a vet of uh, Champions Online. I mean, shit, there's fan art, so they've made it. Oh, yeah. I oh, hope no, someone they... draws something we came up with. I, I don't know that what will it be, is. Yeah, that'll Probably. be when we have truly... We have truly made it. Is if we get any sort of fan art at any point during the run of this podcast, I think I will consider this podcast a massive success. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I like Knife Dad, though. I approve. <laughs> so, so yeah. I have um, I have one more MMO on my list, and that's, that's the true. MMO that I am still playing to this day. 
but before we get to that i wondered um are there any other big ones that you want to talk about from your uh past like obviously we're just kind of talking through mmos versus just ones that had a big impact but um you know like apb was one that i played a lot because i was like grand theft auto online yeah i loved apb until that's fascinating i played the beta a little and it the beta was terrible it was like they didn't know what was going on but um so you played that a lot huh that's awesome oh i loved it because it was like to me it makes i was like who wouldn't want to play like at the time a grand theft auto online or like a saint rose game online where you can is that really how it ended up feeling yeah because i mean you were either the criminals or you were the cops but again, people could create their own outfits, their own looks, and then, like, of course, if you killed somebody, you could have a little music play, so then, like, it was really hot to get, like, some cool, like, you know, like, you're like, man, I can't wait to kill this guy, and then all of a sudden they get, like, the Voltron theme, like, a little mini version of the Voltron theme playing, and they're like, oh, fuck, I know who killed me, or, you know, you'd get this. played that hardcore until it just became like people would go onto their store buy a gun and that gun was instantly better than some of the best guns in the game and so they could Mm. either like they literally had one that pretty much had like uh i don't want to say wall hack on it but it had like a targeting hack on it where you you would not miss somebody shooting somebody with this gun. And it was just like, well, fuck this game. That's what got me out of it. But like visually, I thought it looked good. The character creator, I thought it looked good. The outfits and the shit, like the fact you can make your own shirts with designs on them and stuff and sell them. You know, I like that type of uh, flow in a game, but... You know, after they just were selling cheating gun after cheating gun after cheating gun, it was just like, no, I'm good. I'm not giving you $30 for a cheating gun on top of whatever I spent for this game, too. So I bowed out of that. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's that's kind of, especially when a game is or goes free to play, you always run into this this thing where they haven't, you know, worked out their free-to-play, uh, like, their monetization correctly, and then they ended up adding pay-to-win. And I think that regardless of how anyone feels about a game or how they feel about free-to-play monetization strategies, because I know there's a lot of complex feeling about those, I think we can all agree that when pay-to-win is is added to a game... Um, that's when it stops being fun. And just so we're all on the same page, if you don't know what pay to win means, it means that, I mean, it's, it should be self-evident by what that phrase is, but certainly it is, um, when a developer adds a option that players can pay extra money for that gives them an unfair advantage um, versus people who are are not paying that money. Yeah, I mean, it's a concept that is pretty much a board. Yeah, universally, I think. You you know, if you want to sell clothes that do nothing but 
alter the way you look and change and all that, I'm for it. That is an option for you to engage in. There's obviously some, uh, you know, psychological things going on out there now where it makes people feel bad, even with that process. And I get that too, but, uh, you know, that is, I, that is not play to win when it's like, I can literally buy an MP5 that has no recoil and can shoot across a map. And that is, you know, it requires no skill to do so versus someone who's worked really hard to buy one in the game. And it's just not as good that's a problem and um yeah and this game you know was just trying to appeal to it was just trying to sell shit and to your point it was you know it's still out now and they're still you know it's still running but because of that experience it was something so bad that i was like no i'm good i'm not gonna play it again not even like to say hey what's it like now i'm like not that interested yeah that makes sense so um the one MMO that I am still playing to this day is uh, 2014's Elder Scrolls Online by Zenimax uh, Online and then published by Bethesda, the makers of the original Elder Scrolls games. Um, this is a game that, man, it's one of those examples of... Uh, with enough money and time, anything can be good. <laughs> um, which is, I think, it's it sounds like a dig, but it's not. This is really, and I'm applauding the team at Zenimax, uh, Zenimax Online to, because of what they had to go through. Early in the beta for uh, Elder Scrolls Online, we're talking about a MMO that was very much like, wow, that was third person and a much more sort of traditional MMO that they decided I think halfway through public beta or not halfway through, but after a few public alpha tests that they needed to make it more like oblivion. Now oblivion was the game that they had to base on at the time. Of course, Skyrim was also in development at this time and would come out later and sort of, that would define the Elder Scrolls bar that you had to hit. But back then, this, this was more, I think, based on Oblivion. And I think in a lot of ways, if you've played Oblivion and you play Elder Scrolls Online, there's a lot more connective tissue there than maybe Elder Scrolls Online and Skyrim. Although, nowadays, those, those lines are a little more blurred, but... It came out, and it was a game that I played. I was initially incredibly disappointed by. Um, it didn't capture that sort of sense of exploration. It didn't capture the sense of, of being able to sort of, like, uh, level up any skill and, and make the character that you wanted that is so core to the experience of those Bethesda games, like Morrowind and Oblivion and later Skyrim. Um, that it failed on just, like, multiple levels for me initially. But the team, like, did a ton of changes that made the game not only feel more like an Elder Scrolls game, but also be a more strong and interesting MMO. Like, they took out the idea of level 
you could go anywhere in the world after they took that out and you could battle any sort of monster um and that it like your the level of your character would would dictate how hard it would be to kill those things but it wasn't sort of like locked by level like other um uh mmos they, and they've since added in things like thievery and things like the dark brotherhood and all these sort of more open explorable zones that that um that feel much more like that elder scrolls experience that everyone expects and is looking for um and and it's like a great game to chill out playing it's it's not as sort of mentally taxing as something like a world of warcraft that has a very strict and sort of i uh technical ideal builds and skill um uh, activation orders um so to me anyway uh that's the game that i i still continue to play and i started playing it on consoles and i am still playing it on consoles which is sort of unique for you know a a big mmo but they just keep going they're making more stuff for it making it better every every time they put an expansion out and um just a real it it it's not a perfect game it's not a perfect El elder scrolls game but uh i think through uh through the dedication of that team it has become one of the best mmos of all time mic drop i'm just i'm gonna put it out there <laughs> that's my case defense rests <laughs> And I knew that was coming because this is a game that I have tried to get you uh, into on PC, and that lasted uh, a night and a half, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. What were it? Uh, but from your perspective, you played the version I'm talking about. This much improved. I sort played of. both. I played in the beta, and, and when I played that, I said, "This thing sucks." Come, come! <laughs> I'll play it again when it's ready. And then when it came out, I played it. I said, "Oh no, they didn't fix any of this shit. They thought this was good." There's a problem. Um, so he, I guess here's the big thing, right? So I'm not the biggest Elder Scrolls fan, just in general. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so. I like sword and board stuff. I like magic. I like the idea of being able to mix it. But, like, trying to get... Uh, I think... Okay, this is going to sound weird. So, I think since playing, like, uh, uh, an MMORPG, like, you know, Galaxies and then going to WoW has kind of mutated my approach towards just the general RPG genre, where I'm like, there's too much here and I don't want to deal with any of this. So I kind of like the sanitized version of an RPG where it's not nearly as layered in depth as I feel like a traditional, uh, you know, RPG game would be. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've never been able to just like jump into an Elder Scrolls. Like I'll play this for Skyrim. It took me six times. Each time I'd get just past the first dragon encounter and i was like this sucks i don't want to play it I'm, I'm not having any fun um to someone uh, a, a mutual friend of ours james going you know they got mods right 
And I said, well, is there a mod that just lets me do anything else than the first mission type stuff? He's like, yeah. And so once I was able just to kind of go do my own thing and make my own story, I enjoyed that experience. So that's what I was kind of looking for when playing Elder Scrolls Online. But it was so on the rails initial experience that, like, I mean, truly, like, I mean, even the level design was just corridor, corridor where you could barely go exploring. It left a bad impression with me. So then, like, you know, I stopped, and then you're like, hey, let's play. I hop in, I'm just like, this isn't like, there's nothing here that's gripping me. I don't have a tie to the world or this story. I don't care about any of that. Just tell me, tell me who, how many of what wings from some animal you need. I will go get you said wings and bring them back. I don't need your life story of how this will rebuild your family's house or something. I don't care about any of that. Just give me the task and let me do it. But then I found that even just doing the task or trying to figure out like what I wanted to use in there just wasn't enough to keep me gripped. Um, uh, I think it's great for people who are fans of Elder Scrolls, and um, I could see where it has a lot of appeal. I will say that it is probably one of the uh, longer-running MMOs that have been much improved from its initial experience, so I'll give you that, 100%. It's definitely better than when it started, but it is not one of the greatest MMOs of all time. that is uh that is no no i I mean i i think so unlike many of my super unpopular opinions that i'm completely right about um the this is this is one of them that i think i've heard echoed quite a bit uh that you're wrong in terms of mmos that are still running uh, in its current form, I think it is, it's one of the best MMO experiences out there you can have. Um, obviously, WoW is still, especially its current form, WoW. I, <laughs> WoW, I'm talking about WoW! Because <laughs> uh, I played, I resubbed, I played the, the, the current expansion, which I believe is called Shadowlands. Yes. Um, and that is good like it is like the new player experience is really good the art is really good and the shadowland story is like bizarre and good and engaging um but uh if given a choice i think i would still rather play uh elder scrolls yeah i i did the same you know i resubbed well, I always do about every expansion um, to kind of see what they do. Uh, and I get out quicker and quicker each time I do it. And this, <laughs> this one was no inst- you know, no difference. I, I hit max level, and then it was starting to require me to group up with people. And I was like, mm, don't want to do that. So my time with World of Warcraft is at an end. And... Uh, that is it. I, I get, I, I mean, I'll give you that Elder Scrolls has a much improved experience from initial, but, um, I think the accessibility comes from the fact that you could play it on console, so I'll give them that, but a lot of everything else in there is just, woo, 
I don't, there there isn't an MMO that's out that um has ever gripped me the same way that Galaxies has uh for you know a lot of reasons cuz there's a lot more on Galaxies than just it being Star Wars that's almost secondary I think uh, that helped but it, you know it it got me into computer gaming and helped set kind of an identity for myself about building things and doing that so I'll be internally grateful but um yeah, every MMO I've played since then has just kind of been like, eh, 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 eh. And yeah, Elder Scrolls I think that's eh, fair. Yeah. I think to your point, actually, Galaxies is a better... It's a worse Star Wars game than it is an MMO, if that makes sense. I think it benefited from having that setting to draw from. Um, but its few aesthetic downfalls were also tied to the fact that it was, that it was like, had these visual references that you could easily reference. Uh, that sounds stupid, but, um, like, think about the first time you saw Jabba's Palace in Galaxies, and... Great. That was awesome. Initially, you were like, whoa, it's the buildings, it's Jabba's, this is incredible, but then you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't look at all like where it is in tattooing in the movies. It's just on a sand dune outside of some town. Hey, man, still recognizable. You I mean, the you. buildings, of course, and the interior was very well done. But yeah, you, again, like, you know, like you have a scene that you've seen a, a billion times, at least in my case, of C-3PO and R2-D2 approaching Jabba's palace, that stupid frog burping now um and uh and 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 you know what the the sort of rock formations look like around there but they were like mm, we have this engine doesn't really support that we'll just put it on like a, a small mountain no i mean i give you that it it benefits from the fact that at least you people playing it understand the source material where i could see you maybe if you've never played like a Elder Scrolls game or, or something like that, walk in and be like, what the fuck's with all these giant ass mushrooms? I don't understand <laughs> right. any of this shit. You know, it's, it's tough because it's a hard MMOs are incredibly difficult games to make. And, Oh yeah. You know, they no, take yeah. time. They take a massive amount of people, massive amount of money and always you run into these instances where the time and the time and money start to run out so the sooner you launch the better it is for you hopefully but you're they're they're all trying to do that same thing by capturing lightning in a bottle that honestly wowed it. where they were just able to get millions of subscribers willing to pay like you know $15 a month for the privilege of playing this game. And they're all shooting for that, but a lot of them are either fast following what they did or trying to do something slightly different, but it wasn't enough to be able to generate it. So where MMOs were, it was becoming dirty with them. That's look at how many we were able to play between those periods. And there are a bunch we haven't even mentioned that I'm sure, you know, you and I have both played. Um, where you're able to, like, now it's kind of like 
not as many of them are coming out and you know they're not as smart investments or the ones that are coming out a lot of them are from korea or you know uh, china that have kind of changed the way they are where like the 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 graphical fidelity on them is crazy but then the grind on them is also insane like black desert online is a gorgeous looking game in the genre the combat is I, I can never tell what the fuck's going on when I see that gameplay going because it's just explosions <laughs> and particle effects and all this stuff. has a great character customizer and all this stuff. But the gameplay itself is so grindy. Like, I could never bring myself to do that. Yeah, like, I played that game a bit. And um, it has... There are elements of Black Desert Online that remind me of Galaxies a little bit that I mm. and those are the elements that I enjoyed the most, which is to say, like, I'll give you an example. One time I was like I I set my goal as I want to build a boat. Um, because boats are prohibitively expensive to buy, but there are you can actually build one and then you have this way to explore a lot of the map that uh, not everyone has access to so in order to do that i had to set up a whole business empire i had to hire goblins to chop down wood and then they would take that wood and this would be represented by actual horse carriages carrying wood going from one area to another and you would have to fa factor in travel time. And then, like, it would go to the, um, like, I would have bought a mill in one of the towns and then staffed it with some goblins. And they would then take that wood and mill it into planks. And then they would ship it over to a, you know, a, a shipwright who would then start putting the wood together. And I had to have this entire, op like, meta operation that I would be running from sort of like a overhead view of all these different crafters like feeding into each other and that sort of complexity is fascinating it immerses you in the world and also like uh allows you to feel like you have presence in that world which is something that is so important for me to be interested in an mmo and i think that's the kind of thing that's and I think it's referred to as a sandbox MMO, and there are examples of this on the market right now, but none quite as vast and impressive as Star Wars Galaxies. Um, it had... It was just this... Like, it allowed players to group together, create towns that existed in the wilderness... And then you, as a player who is not aware of this, to just stumble upon these towns. Maybe you're just out in the wilderness, you're killing some bit of the wildlife for some stupid quest you got from from stupid computer terminal that you're like, well, this is lame. This game doesn't have NPCs that are giving you these quests. This is just some sort of job computer terminal. It feels totally disconnected from the lore. It feels disconnected from the universe, but... As you're out there doing these sort of generic tasks that are built into the game, suddenly you come upon these areas that are crafted by players. They're, they're rows of houses that are lined in like perfect uh, grid pattern. And somebody has created a clothing shop there that is mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. 
it's awesome, right? You go inside, and there's a droid selling their wares. They have all these, like, mannequins set up that are displaying the clothing that they're setting, selling. And this is another person who has went through hours and hours of work to make this experience for you. Exactly. Yeah, it is... It's something that... I You know, it, it does exist out there still, obviously. Like... You play a game like Eve Online, which is another, uh, to bring that up again, and that exists. You can still get that experience, but no game to date has um, immersed me in that experience quite like Star Wars Galaxies did. It's definitely the MMO I miss the most because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I, I, 100%. I, I agree with you. Though those moments are something that I've yet to be able to uh, recapture in any other MMO I've played. Like to your point, we I remember I like me and my friend Harry we'd hear like, "Hey dude, I hear there's this guy who does the rebel flight suits but they're black and blue instead of like the standard red and white." And I was like, "Oh, well we got to go get that shit." So we would travel far, you know, have to pull up maps. And like try to find exactly what little coordinate they were in because they're in the middle of a swamp of bumfuck middle of nowhere. But it was such a great experience to be able to do that. And then you had you know amazing wares. Same with going and getting those rockets. Yeah, just like the players made that experience worthwhile. Um, you know, like Eve Online. I don't think has never had that same appeal to me because one, you're just a ship. Um, but too, you know, like there's some mischievous dudes and people in that game. So I'm like, I, I they're too sure for me. I would just want to be a simple, you know, like a transporter. And I don't want to, I don't want to be involved in your corporate wars, but in this yeah. one it was easy. Cause it was like, you know, I know who the bad guys are for me. I know who I'm up against and, you know, I'll protect my little swath of land, uh, from the, encroaching empire and it was so worth it yeah and i think all of this is to say hey lucas you brought your games label back lucasfilm's game good for you us old us oldies remember when it was called lucas arts could have brought that back but fine whatever you want to do it's up to you you're trying to create a more cohesive brand i respect and appreciate that from an aesthetic standpoint but you got this game sony online entertainment is defunct the rights are in the wind i'm sure give us a re-release of star wars galaxies there is a fan server out there right now you can if you have a, the disc and the time and the know-how you can get back into star wars galaxies but the fact that to this day there is still a fan server out there that is hosting hundreds, thousands maybe. I don't know. I'm not on it. But the fact that it, that exists means that there is a market for it. And I think that you see a lot of MMOs that are moving into the sandbox formula, especially with these sort of like semi-MMOs like Ark that you mentioned before and... Uh, Whatever that pirate one that, that the that same company that made Ark did. 
Oh um, yeah, I don't. I, I was like not playing that one. No, I tried it out. It's bad, but um, like that game shows that there is a market for this type of game. So, you know, the Star Wars license is huge right now. That's easy money. You guys, you have a game out there. You got you my can, 15 bucks. I'll tell you right yeah, now. I would, yeah, I would go back to the subscription model for that. But yeah. um, you got a lot of people who have spending power here, Lucas. Let's, uh, let's see this game. Come on. Let's bring yeah. it back. Let it start here. The, <laughs> the revolution for Star Wars Galaxies starts here. And I am fully aware of how inappropriate it is to <laughs> use the term <laughs> revolution in these times. I mean, you know, uh, you could have <laughs> it out. <laughs> I'd sure. say a couple times in there for sure. <laughs> so, John, is there is? I know you just said you got you played a little bit of WoW. Is there any MMOs you're playing right now? Yeah, there is one that I always uh, kind of hop into because it's it is the perfect MMO now for the speed at which I play MMOs. Which is Star Wars The Old Republic, because it's more like playing Knights of the Old Republic now. I don't have to really play with anybody, <laughs> and I can experience yeah. the story. Um, you know, the art style is eh, but, you know, uh, the I can barely tell what's going on when you have you, know, you play with any class that uses a lightsaber, because it's just a bunch of swinging and a hobbity hoobin', <laughs> but... You know, I don't really have to think about it. I get to do the um, quest. I have a ship, so it's kind of like having a home. You have companions, you know, and uh, you can kind of dress them up the way you see fit. So it's it's the perfect speed for me. It's it's not perfect by any means, but it's, you know, it's good enough for me to be able to, you know, every other month, hey, let me hop in and do a few missions here, or let me complete one of these class like the original class um story arcs yeah i didn't even include that on my list because i see that as it feels that game feels to be like more of a single player game um almost than an mmo it's like it's a single player game that you can play with other people if you want but those like that single player storyline is so good and enthralling for at least a lot of the classes that I just kind of forget it's an MMO, MMO at some point until like uh, Colonel Dick Farts comes uh, around the corner, <laughs> like reminded, oh yeah, there's Colonel Dick Farts. This is an, uh, an MMO, and and uh, you know um, I have there's other people here who are uh, not my friends. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, the first thing I do in any MMO now, regardless if it's new or something I play, is just, like, how do I turn off general chat? All right, yeah, this this is better now, because, uh, to your point, I don't want Colonel Dick Fart or, you know, my taints on fire <laughs> to... There's an apostrophe uh, apostrophe in there that it, that makes that okay, right? <laughs> it's like Matate's yeah. on fire. He's an uh, a Jedi counselor. 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> a oh, Jedi, Jedi counselor. Yeah, yeah, Chiss Jedi Master, my taint's on fire. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, master my taint. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing. trying to figure. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to use the Force. Well, first, your taint needs to be on fire. What? <laughs> That's in the dialogue. That's in the dialogue. That's so weird. Yeah, especially it's a good thing they don't, you know, they always call you something else, like the chosen one, because that's right. like in those little cut scenes where it's all like, Master, my taint's on fire. What do you decide about this? <laughs> or, you know, like, butt burp. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have know. to steal that one. Um, <laughs> it's free. I just thought of it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's another, it's just another fun game and it's sort of uh the same reason i play elder scrolls online is that like you said it's something you cannot have to have that much of your intention invested in um and if you're anything like us and have problems with anxiety or uh any other uh, like uh, malady that you happen to um to affect your everyday life sometimes when you have you know the tv going and you have a game going that you don't have to pay 100% attention to, then that allows your mind to finally be in a sort of more of a meditative state. I think it's weird for maybe some people to think about, but sometimes that much sensory input that is um, that is that does not demand so much of your attention can actually be very calming. Oh, yeah, because it's just, you kind of go in this weird little trance. It's nothing, nothing too, like, like overstimulating. Um, You know, it's not even like it doesn't, it's like one of the few games that doesn't hurt my hands after a while of playing. um, Because it doesn't require that, like, massive twitch, you know, movements to play or to do. But I'm still getting something from it. I enjoy the, you know, the the universe as a whole. So, yeah, it is a very kind of calming, mind-numbing type of experience. It's just kind of what I'm looking for. You know, like what That's I do awesome. during the, you know, what I do during the course of the day isn't physically demanding, but it is mentally demanding. So, being able to play something where I can just turn my brain off is uh, a-okay by me, you know. Yeah. I could not agree more. Um, so to wrap up our very first, probably last, MMO episode, (laughs) I wanted to just read off a list of here's all the MMOs I've, I could remember me playing. And this is an incomplete list, but aside the ones that we mentioned that we've all both played, here is a list of other MMOs that I've, I was when I was thinking about which ones I've played, I actually uh, it was able to remember. Okay. So, played a little Ultima Online, like we wow. discussed before. Okay. <laughs> RuneScape. Um, Ashron's Call 1 and 2. Wow. Motor City Online. <laughs> City of Heroes and Villains. Wow. Tabula Rasa. Oh, Tabula Rasa, you played that shit? I did. It was very bad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it was it, yeah, it had its moments. Planet Side one and two. Wow. Anarchy Online. 
<laughs> um, uh, Black Desert, which we talked about a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Terra. Which one, Terra? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Elite Dangerous. Uh, wow. Destiny One and Two. Um, and yep. <laughs> and uh, I think I would consider Destiny One and Two uh mmos and i guess by that same token i've also played uh the division which is also another um of one of those looter shooters that is massively multiplayer i would say at least um no okay it's fair um and dcuo um which there is no comment for um nope (laughs) so so, um, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, for our MMO episode. Um, uh, you know, I hope wherever you are, if you're considering playing in an MMO, this, uh, this has, uh, helped you decide, or maybe just put you off on the concept altogether. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, as always, we hope that you out there are staying happy. We hope you, that you're uh, staying healthy. And also, before we sign off, um, we'd like to thank Burton M6 for our theme song. What an incredible theme song it is, and for the work uh, he did also for the, the Batman theme that we played on the other episode was just incredible. Um, please visit us at our social media. That's the best way to keep in contact us with us or to get in contact with us at all you want to tell us the things we you agree with us about fantastic you want to tell us the things that you don't agree with us about we won't listen um Fair. so <laughs> so reach out to us at uh the pop saga uh on twitter at the pop saga on instagram um and uh email us at uh, the pop saga at gmail uh dot com if you have uh some ideas for the show or some some stuff that you would like to see on a t-shirt or for us to talk about um in addition to that quick shout out um to uh chris uh who made who was one of the people who made Meridian 59 that I mentioned in the intro, the first 3D MMO that I had the pleasure, I had the pleasure with, uh, I had the pleasure of working with Chris. He's a really uh, awesome dude. And, um, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know, it was weird bringing up his game, uh, or, you know, he, he was one of the, the major the um people who made that game and he is indeed one of the people who along with his brother who maintains it to this day you can still play meridian 59 and um it felt weird bringing up his game without saying hi um hello hi chris Chris, i'm just saying hi yep (laughs) chris uh i do not think chris listens to this uh episode but uh but um, Chad does, so why don't you tell Chris about it, Chad? <laughs> yeah, thank you, super fan, Chad. And thank you for agreeing with me on the whole uh, 
Kingdom, Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I mean, you were straight wrong on that one. Anyway, <laughs> I mean that's fair. It could be wrong for you, but it's not wrong for me. Um, so, uh, <laughs> with that said, thank you again so much for joining us, everybody. We appreciate y'all. Uh, wherever you are in the world, whatever you like, uh, we do hope you you join us again next week for another fun episode. And with that, we'll see you next week. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.